It is Pakoda Projection Day to all of those who celebrate. We're going to take a look at the Pakoda Projected Standings, have a discussion about the Tigers, the AL Central, uh, and then take a look around the league as well. All today on Locked on Tigers. You are Locked on Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Tigers. I'm, of course, your host, Scott Bentley. Today is Wednesday, February 7th, 2024. Thank you so much for making Locked On Tigers your first listen. Every single day, we are free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can join today and get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. All righty, Rue. Welcome back, everybody. Happy Wednesday to all the halfway point in the week here. Uh, it is Pakota Day, and that is a very, very exciting day if you are a longtime listener of this show you are aware that every year when Pakoda projections come out, we take a whole episode and look at what Pakoda thinks of your Detroit Tigers and all of baseball. For those who are unfamiliar or uh, are, are newer additions to the Locked On Tigers listenership since uh, this time last year, uh, Pakoda is Baseball Prospectus. Uh, great website, great people, know a lot of those uh, uh, analysts, scouts, whatever you want to call them over there. Um, and uh, they do a great job, and they have a simulation system, a projection system, uh, formula, whatever you want to call it, that is named Pakoda. And Pakoda breaks down and gives an exact win-loss total proje- projection prediction for all 30 teams in Major League Baseball. And also, if you subscribe to Baseball Prospectus and whatnot, you can get a lot of in-depth stuff, exact player numbers, Etc. One of the reasons, there's two main reasons really why we have this conversation every year on this show. One is that the Pakoda projections are uh, free and accessible to everybody. So you can go and just Google Pakoda 2024. It'll be one of the first things that pop up there. And uh, so it's, it's accessible to everybody who listens. You don't need to have a subscription or whatnot to get your hands on it, but also because I think it's important to give a different perspective on uh, the outlook of the Tigers, right? You hear it from me. I have been, you know, doing this for a couple of years, have been a diehard fan for my, you know, entire life. I, I, I eat, sleep, and breathe the Detroit Tigers. So uh, having a different perspective, if you're in the loop with me or, the, you know, the beat writers, and you constantly hear from people that are in and around the organization all day, to then go and take a step back and be like, okay, what are people that aren't in and around the organization all day, every day, uh, talking about the Tigers? What's their opinion? And this is not a living, breathing uh, thing, right? Uh, animal, person, but it is uh, kind of the national outlook, at least a lot more similarly than my opinion, which is not the national outlook on the team at all. Uh, of the Detroit Tigers. And I just think it's nice to have that perspective. Now, it's also important to note, these are have been very wrong before, right? Uh, this did not like the Detroit Tigers at all last year, did not like the Detroit Tigers at all in 2021 when they exceeded expectations. 
Um, there, there's a lot of things, uh, a lot of factors here. It is a formula. It is not an exact science. This will not come true exactly. Uh, probably none of them, maybe one or two, I guess, just by chance. Uh, and they play the games for a reason. Okay. I disagree with quite a few of these and we'll talk about those. Um, but I, I don't want to make it sound like we do this because this is what I think is guaranteed going to happen or that anyone should think that this is guaranteed what's going to happen. That's not why we have this conversation. We have this conversation because these starting numbers give us a conversation to be had. Okay, cool. Let's dive right in. Uh, let's start with the American League Central. Okay, let's actually start with sharing my screen. I am tech savvy. I'm a tech wizard. Look at that. So if you're not watching on YouTube, no big deal. I'll read aloud as I uh, as I go throughout this page. But we have the rankings of every single team in baseball. We have these fun bell graphs, which we'll get to later. Kind of a best and worst case scenario type of thing. There's some interesting ones in the AL Central as well as in the NL West that I want to talk about. Um, so the American League Central, the prediction, uh, it is basically, it just simulates like a kajillion. That's not the real number, obviously, uh, times. It just simulates the season over and over and over again. And then you get that bell curve. It takes all of the results and all of the win totals that every team has had in all of the simulations and averages it out. So uh, the prediction is that the Minnesota Twins will win the American League Central yet again with 88 wins. Uh, 88 and 74. The Guardians uh, going 83 and 79. The Detroit Tigers in third going 75 and 87. The Royals in fourth going 70 and 92. And the Chicago White Sox in last going 60, well, 65 and a half and 96 and a half. So uh, about probably 66 and 96. Yeah, sure. Or 65 and 97, whatever floats your boat. Um, so that is the rankings for the Detroit Tigers and for the American League Central there. I guess I want to, there's two things that jump out at me. One is the Guardians and one is the Kansas City Royals. Uh, the Royals, I think, are pretty fascinating here. We have to remember the Royals weren't just bad, Okay. They were like on par with the Oakland Athletics bad for a majority of the season last year. They 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 struggled mightily. So I'm actually Googling the Royals' exact record this past year. They went 56 and 106. So if they were to win 70 games, that would be a 14 game improvement, right? 106 losses to 92. Yeah. A 14-game improvement for the Royals. That's not a small amount. And, like, it would go, it would be looked over by a lot of people uh, that weren't, you know, fans of an American League Central team or, or weren't, you know, covering the Royals or fans of the Royals or anything uh, because, at the end of the day, it's still a 92-loss ball club. But a 14-game improvement would be pretty substantial. So that's something that kind of jumped out at me right away is that I think that this indicates that Bakota is pretty darn high on the Kansas City Royals and uh, is is a fan of a lot of the moves they made. Obviously, they they went out and they brought in a lot of outside talent, right? They uh, they went and, and there was some statement they made to the fans that they were going to, you know, try and spend more money and, and be more competitive. And to their credit, they went out there and, and had a pretty busy offseason. Busy free agency, brought in a lot of pitching help. 
uh, is going to get, you know, Vinny back from injury, I'm assuming. Obviously, they extend Bobby Witt, but he was already on the team last year. You you, you had a really, really solid offseason if you're the Royals. So, uh, Pakoda, a big fan of Kansas City's winter, which jumped out at me. I guess then inherently, like, the White Sox are kind of something that jumps out at me as well, just them being comfortably, uh, to be honest, the worst team in the American League Central. Uh, yeah, I, this wouldn't shock me at all. Uh, I kind of agree. I think I agree with that. I don't know if it's going to be that dramatic where the Royals are going to be like in the 70s in win total and, and the White Sox are going to be fighting for 65. But uh, I do agree that the, the White Sox are probably the worst team in the division. And, and look, they, uh, they're they only going to keep selling is the thing. Like this is not going away. Like the Royals are just, or the White Sox rather, are just going to keep like they're going to be probably not very good for the first few months of the year. Then they're going to trade even more players away. And they're going to go into full rebuild mode. So that's kind of at the bottom of the division there. The Twins being at the top, sure, they won it last year. They didn't really get inherently worse this offseason. Uh, they didn't get a lot better. They admitted that they were trying to save money and cut payroll a little bit. But um, they're, you know, they lose Sonny Gray, but they, they have a, a the core. Well, Sonny Gray is not a small loss. Let's be honest, but, uh, they have a, they have a decent young pitching core, uh, and, and I'm assuming they're uh, going to project a bounce back season from Correa who struggled last year. Um, and given the amount of, you know, controversy around him signing pen to paper with that, It'll be an interesting uh, thing to see how he does going for the next couple of years. Okay, so let's get into the other big thing that jumped out at me, which was the Cleveland Guardians being the second place team in this division on Pakoda. And then we will obviously spend a large majority of time talking about your Detroit Tigers. We will do all of that right after I tell y'all about our friends over at FanDuel. The Super Bowl is here. Happy Super Bowl to all of those who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some super bets. Most bet on sporting event of the year every year for a reason. Bets are up this year. There's a lot of fun stuff you can bet on. Uh, color of Gatorade, coin toss, right? Like the length of national anthem. You name it. You can uh, you can bet on it on the Super Bowl. And there's traditional stuff as well. Who will score a touchdown? How many points will be scored? And so much more. FanDuel has so many ways to end your season with a W or two or three. So new customers join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to make every moment more with FanDuel official sportsbook partner of the NFL. All right, everybody, welcome back here. Segment two of Locked on Tigers. Appreciate you all so much for tuning in, making us your first listen every single day. Shout out to the everydayers that do tune in every day. We will be back tomorrow, and we will officially be kicking off our season previews by player. So our player previews for 2024, uh, I think we're going to start with the catching room just as a whole. We're going to try, and if any news comes out, then we'll just postpone it for a day. we got plenty of time. Um, but uh, we are going to talk about uh, Jake Rogers, Dylan Dingler a little bit, obviously Carson Kelly as well, and kind of my expectations for them, what I want to see out of them, what they could put up numbers-wise, etc. Also, be sure to check out Locked On Sports today, which is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day 
with local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. So go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Okay, let's get back into it. I want to talk about the Cleveland Guardians. Oh, no, I have to share my screen again. And I think I just completely screwed it up. So the Guardians, it has as the, there we go, we're back. We're so back. The second place team in the American League Central. Minnesota winning 88 games. The Guardians winning 83 games. Um, so here's the thing. I genuinely think that one of the most overlooked and not talked about and not even considered things that this fan base has, uh, again, not brought up and not talked about this entire winter is Cleveland bouncing back. I think we are, as a, as a fan base and as a city and as a whole, just way too confident that, oh, the Tigers got second place in the AL Central last year, so the next logical step would be to take a step forward even from that, you know, fight for the division, et cetera. We'll talk about the Tigers plenty this episode, obviously. And uh, I don't think that the division is out of the realm of possibility. I'm not trying to, you know, spill anybody's Cheerios here. My point is Cleveland always, always, always has a chance to have a decent year. Always, right? They have a pitching factory and they have one of the best third basemen in the entire game of baseball. J-Ram and that pitching staff and that bullpen can always keep them in a season. Can it take them over the top and win them a season? Well, we certainly haven't seen that yet. And they were well under 500 last year. But the margin of error between, and this is one of the reasons why I love baseball so much, between a team that has a mid-70s win total and a mid-80s win total is not that much. You're talking about flipping the results of five or six games or even three or four games in an 162-game season. You knock somebody down, you know, switch a few W's to L's, you move one of the teams that's lower, you flip three or four, and you're talking about, uh, you know, a very, very slim margin for error. So... Cleveland scares me because they will always, always, always hang around. If they just get hot for a couple of weeks, then boom, we're right back to 2022 and we're right back to the well of them just kind of winning this division and nobody else putting up too much of a fight. Now, the difference is Minnesota had a decent year last year uh, and we are on the rise in most people's opinion, myself included. And so you have some more competition. The Royals obviously are going to be better to what extent we don't know than they were last season as well. So that was something that really jumped out at me was Pakoda going, you know what? Cleveland's going to get back to form, be back to that over 500 in it till the end of the season, barely missing or barely making the postseason type of team. I could a hundred percent see it so easily. I could see it. Right. And, and I want that to be on more people's radar. We can't just assume that because the Guardians were third last year below us and they didn't spend a lot in the offseason, that we can just automatically chalk them up to being, you know, re replicating that this upcoming year. They will be players for the division. They always are. They always are. Okay. In this era of, of Guardians baseball, they always are. Let's talk about the Tigs. Okay. The Detroit Tigers, 75 and 87. 
the projection here. Uh, yeah, this is a, a step back from last season, right? They win 77 games. Pakoda now thinks that they're going to win 75. Part of that obviously has to do with the improvement that they see the Royals having and the improvement that they see the Guardians having. You can't, you know, these teams play each other more than any other team. You can't have everybody just win. So I think that some of it has to do with that. Also, there's some depth chart stuff. Uh, when you click on the Detroit Tigers, you can see, you know, the the depth chart share and just how many games they expect each person to play at each position. I think there's some stretches there. They have like Justin Henry Malloy playing 10% of the games at third base. Uh, I'll tell you what, we'll, we'll talk about it a lot more when we do Justin Henry Malloy's player preview and start doing spring training coverage. Um, but I, I would be stunned if he played 10% of the games at third base this year. I don't think the organization is penciling him down to play third at any remote consistency at the major league level as it stands right now. So there's some small stuff like that. There's some pitching stuff, you know, juggle around the rotation. I, I think they said they they have Jack Flaherty starting the second most amount of games or being number two in the rotation. I'm not sure I really buy that either. So, you know, there's some smaller stuff that could equate to squeaking out a few more wins here. But I, I think my overlying thought on this is that it is a similar point that I just brought up with the Guardians. And it's that the difference between a team that is in the mid-70s or upper 70s and wins is really not that different from a team that's in the low to mid eighties in wins. That's that is uh, fr- you play baseball from March to October. And you're talking about the difference of three flipping three or four results. And they, those two teams would have the same record. Um, so I, uh, this is low for me. I think the tigers from a talent perspective and kind of what I'm expecting to see them take. And we'll give like an exact, I always give an exact number, you know, exact record projection last year was 74. They went over that the year before was 70 something. And they went way under that because 2022 was a disaster. So, um, but uh, so when we get closer to the regular season and, and whatnot, we'll get more of a concrete, like this is what I think, but I, I think the, the range here is, is what's in most important. This is this is an average of a lot of simulations. And the fact that this means that there was plenty where the Tigers were over 75 wins, as well as, I guess, on the flip side, plenty that were under. Um, being in this range of, yeah, you know, they'll hang around that mid-70s win total. Guess what? If you're on pace for 75, and then in August you win, I don't know, seven games in a row, you just go on a nice little five, six, seven game win streak. And then you play 500 ball the rest of the year and are back to that, like, you know, 81, 77, 75 win pace. You're talking about you're going to be over 500 because you played at the same pace all year and you had one hot week in August. The Cardinals used to be the CEO of that, right? They would just, the, the division was weak. They'd play 500 ball for a majority of the year and then, you know, go. 11 and one in a 12 game stretch in August and September and win 88 games. And it would look like, yeah, you know, they were an 88. Well, no, they were on an 81 win pace most of the year and then just got hot. And, and I think being around that is, is really what kind of jumps out at me. I also want to talk about the best and worst case scenario stuff. This is another really cool thing that baseball perspectives does. 
um, if you're not watching on YouTube, it's basically a bunch of bell graphs of the res the results in win totals of all of these simulations they did. So obviously the peak of the bell graph, the most common outcome is going to be your prediction uh, that we just talked about. But uh, they have, you know, best and worst case scenario type of stuff by this. And you can see like the Royals weirdly don't have like a true peak. They have one peak that's not very good. And then one peak that's like actually kind of solid. Uh, but it, it's, it's the letter U at the top of their bell graph, which is very unique and kind of odd. Uh, the White Sox also have somewhat similar, not as high of a peak on the higher end, but somewhat of a similar thing. The Guardians are backloaded. This this looks like a, a, a high floor team, but not necessarily a high ceiling team. You get kind of a drop off there. The Tigers are almost this is a little bit higher than it is over here it's a little bit higher on the on the sub 75 win side than the above 75 win side but you're talking about a, a bell that's really even kind of very uh symmetrical at least far more than a lot of the other teams in this division probably the most symmetrical in the division to be honest um and i think that that is kind of my transition here is i want to talk a little bit about you know, okay, well, what's the the top 20 percentile that uh, perspective ha Prospectus has for the Tigers and for some of the other teams in the AL Central as well? And then we'll take a look around baseball. We will do all of that right after this. All right, everybody, welcome back here. Third and final segment of Locked on Tigers. Appreciate you all for tuning in. So uh, talking about the Pakoda projections for your Detroit Tigers – um, so you have here, you have, this is a 500 win percentage, this line right down the middle. Um, so the Tigers do have a solid chunk of their uh, bell graph is on the other side of above 500. Uh, what is that? Maybe somewhere between a quarter and a third, more than a quarter, less than a third of, uh, of this bell graph is above a 500 win percentage, which is great. You start getting higher and higher, talking about, you know, approaching 90 wins, uh, surpassing 90 wins a little bit. The Twins are the only team that it really – it's really confident in the Twins, and that's kind of something I want to talk about as well. I – and maybe this is me just being a hater because they're, they've been a division rival my entire life, and, uh, you know, game 163, you know, I cried when, when Brandon Inge very clearly got hit by a pitch and the umpire blew it and then admitted that he was wrong the next day. I'm not mad about it at all, uh, you know, 15 years later. But uh, so so maybe it's just that. Maybe it's it, – I'll talk about it in therapy this Friday. But I, I, it surprises me that there is so much confidence in the Minnesota Twins team. I don't know where that necessarily comes from. They, they, they weren't a juggernaut. They really kind of want, I don't want to say by default because they won the division and nobody else won that many games. That's how it works. But they, they won a really weak division and their highest paid player did not really prove and, and inject a boat of confidence into everybody that he's going to be, you know, a sustainable product going forward. They lost good pitching, really good pitching. They lost really, really good pitching this offseason. Didn't add a whole lot, right? Made a couple of decent trades that I'm fine with, right? But like didn't do a whole lot in, in the offseason. And two years ago, were not some like juggernaut and some huge force and, and and didn't even didn't win the division, right? Like they they weren't some big huge player 
uh, you know, before last year. So I am, and look, I'm, I think the twins should be the favorite to win the division. Okay. I don't think it should be the tigers. I don't think it should be the guardians. I think if you were doing like betting favorites on who should be the favorites to win the American league central, it should be the twins. Okay. I'm not trying to just be like all hate here. I'm just surprised that that it's the, the level of confidence that people do seem to have uh, in the Minnesota Twins just repeating. Uh, and, I mean, this has it approaching 90 wins. That that seems a little rich and a little confident for my liking and how I interpret the Minnesota Twins. But um, the Tigers, again, peaking just at that kind of mid-70s win total, uh, having some in the upper 70s, quite a lot of results in the upper 70s as well. So similar to last year, and again, if you can get hot and go on a stretch and not get off to a horrific start in April like you have for the last, seems like my entire life, uh, then you're going to give yourself a fighter's chance to surpass that. I think this is low. That's my like overall reaction to this. I think... And, you know, if you want to call me a homer, fine. Uh, but I, I think this is low. I think from a talent perspective and from a trending perspective, uh, predicting the Tigers to be worse than last year is uh, is not something that I agree with. But they play the games for a reason. I've been wrong plenty. We'll see what happens. Okay? I, I think uh, anywhere around 80 is kind of where my head is at. Like I said, I'll, I'll get more exact with it. As we get closer to opening day, some looks around the league here before we send you on your way on this fine Wednesday. Uh, New York, the Yankees comfortably winning the AL East, I think is is pretty bold after last season. Not even really close. 94 wins. Toronto in second at 88. Baltimore at 87 is a conversation that I have been having with people for a lot and everybody gets mad at me. I think regression is coming for the Orioles. Uh, do I think that the regression means that the Orioles are going to go back to being like a hundred loss team? No, but I would genuinely be floored if the Baltimore Orioles won a hundred games again. Uh, I think that they, they, they still, and they got Corbin Burns. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, I, I think their pitching depth could be better. They could add a couple of pieces to the bullpen and the offense is just so young that, uh, I, I think you're probably bound to run into some nebs and flows, throughout the year, but I expect them to be in the playoff hunt in the wild card hunt. Uh, but I do not expect the Orioles to win a hundred and, and just run away with the AL East again. So uh, that's something that I kind of agree with Baltimore closer to that mid eighties win total Tampa Bay down to 86. Um, not really the most surprising thing in the world to me. These projections tend to always not really like the Rays very much, and then they always do better, which is, again, why we take this whole thing with a grain of salt, and it's just a fun conversation, and that's it. Nobody be mad at anybody for uh, for for these numbers. This is a machine calculated these, okay? And uh, like I said, probably none of them will be exactly accurate except maybe, I guess, one or two just by uh, by chance here. The Red Sox, fifth again, also not super surprising, uh, but I do like that they're around 80 wins. I actually think the Red Sox are better than people are uh, giving them credit for. Astros running away with the West, not a surprise. Uh, I, I kind of can see the vision a little bit on Texas falling back down to earth a little bit. Still 86 wins are going to be in that wild card hunt. The Mariners have a lot to prove to me. Uh, the Angels, I think, are going to be a 90-plus loss team. And the A's, if the A's lose less than 100 games, I I would be stunned. Okay, so that's another 
it usually doesn't have teams being like historically bad. So I guess maybe it's just kind of part of the formula. But yeah, that 65 wins for the A's. I can't believe this is even a sentence, but 65 wins seems a little fruitful for uh for the Oakland A's, if I do say so myself. The Atlanta Braves, I believe, are oh, I forgot the Dodgers exist. Yeah. So the Braves have the second best projected record in baseball. Uh Phillies at two, the Mets at 83 wins. In third, the Marlins still at 80 wins. The Nationals losing 104. Wow. Goodness gravy. Uh, yeah, the Nationals had a lot of, like, we're a, uh, did not play baseball how current analytics say you should play baseball. And uh, we're better than people thought, to their credit, but it doesn't surprise me that a formula doesn't like it. Um, the Marlins, I'm expecting a, a bigger regression from the Marlins. I wouldn't be shocked if they were like a 74 to 76 win team. That's kind of where my head's at. Uh, but 80 and 82 is where Pakota has them. Mets will be one of the biggest stories in sports. As always, the NL Central is the only division in baseball they have really worse than the AL Central. Um, Cardinals winning the NL Central at 85, the Cubs at 80. The Brewers at 79, I think this is going to fall, right? Like the, if they get off to even a slow start, they're just going to sell at the deadline and that's just going to plummet. The Reds having a little bit of a regression. Uh, as you can tell, there's a theme. You can throw the Tigers in there as well, like younger teams. Pakota doesn't love just because it wants more proven results before it takes that big steps. So that's why it has the regression on a lot of like the fun young teams from last year. Um, even the Pirates a little bit here, 73 wins, still in fifth place. So uh, that is uh, a thing, and that's you can chalk that up again to the Tigers as well if you want to plead your case for why they'll be better than 75 wins. Um, NL West. I have a really funny tidbit about the NL West here. The Rockies losing 104. The Padres in fourth with 80 wins. The Giants going exactly 500. That screams Giants. This this is just the epitome of the Giants. Exactly 81.0 and 81.0 is the most Giants thing ever. Uh, seven, 718 runs scored, 721 runs against. That, that is the most on-brand thing I've ever seen. I love that the Diamondbacks don't have a huge fall-off because this is around their regular season record from last year. Um, so I, I love that they don't have a huge fall-off. And then the Dodgers at 101 wins is the best record in baseball. The fun thing with the bell curves here, the bell graphs, is this. So if you look closely here, the Dodgers have – it's way far to the right, right? Like they expect the Dodgers to obviously win over 100 games, be one of the best teams in baseball, if not the best team in baseball, right? But if you look closely, okay, can I zoom in? I think I can. Way out here, way out here. This is a, a 800 winning percentage it would be this line. We're presuming, right? Six, seven, eight. That is a few simulations. There's actually a gap here of they didn't get, you know, like 120 wins. Uh, but then they picked up and did have a couple of sims in this, clearly, where they had an 800 win percentage uh, which is really quick math here would be 130 wins about okay which would comfortably be the best team of all time like comfortably by like almost double digit wins right the 01 mariners so uh that had got a couple of sims in it that was a possibility the craziest part of the dodgers is honestly this is 500 
right? Look at this. This is basically saying there is no way the Dodgers are under 500 baseball team this year, which is just crazy to have that good of a team. Look at the Rockies. Okay. You notice anything? Hmm. Interesting. So there is not a single sim that has the Rockies going 500, but there is a sim that has the Dodgers winning 130. That means by baseball prospectus, by Pakoda's formula, the Dodgers have a better chance of winning 130 games and being comfortably the best team in the history of baseball than the Rockies do to go 500. Than the Rockies do to literally just win 81 games, which not a single simulation had them even hitting that total. That is absolutely hysterical. It's incredible, and it's my new favorite stat that I'm going to keep eyes on throughout the year. Um, I think that's pretty much it. Uh, we took a look around the league a little bit. Again, I I cannot stress enough. They, they play the games for a reason, and we are not having this conversation because I think you all should believe that all these things are going to come true. Very much. They're, they're always, this is always really spot on about some teams and super, super, super wrong about some teams. The Mets were a big one. It was really wrong about one year. Um, the Yankees, I think just last year, super wrong about, right? Like it, this is a very, just a conversation starter. And I think it's always a fun conversation to have. So please do not think that that we're talking about this or that even the people that work on this believe, right? That this is something that everybody should take with, you know, gospel and think that this is like actually going to happen. They play the games for a reason. Okay, and I know I'm still going to get comments about, you know, about how uh, how, you know, like projections are are stupid and how could, you know, anybody possibly think X, Y and Z. I, I know it's coming. I'm just this is my preface. OK, this is my my I guess we're done talking about it. So it's not my preface, but uh, I, I just want to make that clear. I, I don't take this at, at gospel. I disagree with the Tigers ranking. I disagree with some of the other teams we talked about, obviously. It's just a fun starting point and always kind of the 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 marker of like, hey, 2024, like the next, the upcoming season is here. We're talk, we're starting to talk about the upcoming year. And that is what this will be. We're uh, going forward. We're going to talk about player previews. Start with the catching room tomorrow. Pretty fun stuff. All right. Talk about Jake Rogers, Carson Kelly, Dylan Dingler, et cetera. Okay. What to expect out of them. We'll be back then. Peace and love going to Therapy's Dope. Let me know what y'all think, uh, kind of where you stand with the AL Central, the Tigers. Like I said, right before opening day, I always do like a, this is what I think this year is going to be, and this is my win total prediction. Uh, so we will, uh, we'll, we'll get to an exact prediction as we get closer to the year, but this is a fun starting point. All right, peace and love going to Therapy's Dope. I'll catch y'all tomorrow, baby. Go Tigers.